You're listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. You can also stream the show live from the website at radiolex.us. Amber Turner and I are both broadcasting from the Deborah Hensley Studios here at Radio Lex on North Limestone. It is Thursday, February the 23rd, 2023. Amber, how are you today? I am doing good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I am excited because... We have a special guest coming in the studio to do an interview. I'm so excited. Erica Bivens, the ABC 36 Evening News Anchor, will be on today's program. And I'm very excited about it. So excited that we're actually going to start the show off with the interview. Hey, there we go. Now, we had to pre-record the interview uh, last week. Mm -hmm. And the reason we have to do that is because of... She's busy. She's busy. She's live the same time we are, pretty Mm -hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Or when we're getting off the air, she's getting on the exactly. air. Exactly. So when you've got two or three busy people, <laughs> like all three of us, it's impossible to sit down and do a live interview. But we recorded this interview last Thursday, so that mm-hmm. would have been February the 16th. And we had a really good interview with Erica. And today on the show, we're going to play it. I'm so excited for our listeners. Assistant News Director Erica Bivens co-anchors alongside Paxton Boyd on weekday evenings for news at 5, 5.30, and 6.00. She first joined the ABC 36 family in December of 2018 as the morning and noon anchor, additionally working as a web and social media content producer. Erica was named assistant news director in June of 2022 and is now the executive producer. Big deal. Wow. A lot a lot to talk about, and we did. We talked about it all mm-hmm. in this interview, and I don't want to reveal it. I don't want to talk about the things that we talked about because you'll hear it in just a few moments, but Amber, it's a good interview. Oh, absolutely. I think people are going to come away from this uh, just having a whole new love for Erica and just seeing that, oh my gosh, she might be one of the coolest women I've ever met. I always liked her before, but after we spoke to her, I liked her even better. Oh, she's one of those people that you just like before you meet them, and then you love them after you know them. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to play the interview with ABC 36 evening anchor Erica Bevins. Stick with us. We will be right back. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. It is now time for me to play the interview, the full interview, with ABC 36 Evening anchor Erica Bivens. And without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is the interview. Enjoy. I am happy now to be joined by Erica Bivens, the ABC 36 
anchor. She has been pretty much in all positions of anchoring the news. She's been in the morning. She's been in the afternoon. She's been oh, and now the evening news. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. You bet. Thanks for having me. I, it's it's awesome to see you again. I want to tell the audience, first of all, how, how uh, Erica and I know each other. I used to occasionally co-host a show on ABC 36 Midday Kentucky, and Erica was at the time the morning and noon news anchor, so I would occasionally come in and say hi. I worked with a lot of anchors at that TV station. You did a lot, yeah. But I was very sad because you were the only pretty much anchor at that station that I never got to work with. Yeah. Well, here we are. Makes me sad. Yes. <laughs> here we are. So I'm, you know, you are the evening news anchor now. Yeah. Uh, do you prefer when you do broadcasting, do you prefer working alone or do you like having a partner with you? It's nice to have a co-anchor always. I mean, probably just like the same thing in radio. You've got somebody with you to feed off of, to chit-chat with on the fun stories. Um, I always enjoy having a co-anchor for sure. But on the same token, I guess you could say I really appreciate being out in the field alone and Mm -hmm. reporting still. That's still a big part of my life as well. So are you now strictly to the desk? Mostly, mostly. I still get out when I want to do a story. If there's something I want to cover, I'm able to do that, which is nice. Now, occasionally, you'll still do guest interviews. Yes. You've done a lot of guest interviews in your career. <laughs> yeah, just a few. <laughs> <laughs> what, what types of interviews are your favorite to do? Oh, gosh, that's so hard to pick. You know, I really appreciate in-depth stories where you can really sit down with somebody who has something to say, you know, whether it's a nonprofit that's doing really good in the community, uh, whether it's someone that's just fundraising for an incredible organization. Those are always wonderful interviews. But on the same token, I also love sitting down and like doing chit chats with fun things, uh, cooking segments, you know, anything feel good, you name it. Like I really just enjoy meeting people in general. So all of it's great. And it's live too. Yeah. I mean, what, what we do is live. I, I I have to ask: Have you ever had an on-air blooper? Uh, oh, what's yeah. your really? Cause All the time. Yeah, you, you seem so flawless when you're on the oh, air. Oh, thank you. So, what's <laughs> like? How bad has it been? I mean, have you messed up really bad where it's just been this awkward silence? Um, no. See, the ones I'm thinking about were usually from like the morning shows. We had a lot of like fun. Um, so I think a lot of those ended up on blooper reels, just goofy moments. You know, video not rolling or like the wrong video or us butchering a word. Um, any of that, but it's, it's just all in fun. Yeah. That's the enduring thing about live TV. Yeah. You can't fake it. You can't, I like it personally. I like doing live. There's no net. I feel like I work better yeah. with when it, when there's no net, but okay, let's go back. I'd like to take our audience back to when you first began. Now you are from Michigan. Michigan. Yes. And you went to Michigan state. I did. Uh, now how, how does that, how is that being around all these big blue nation fans? Because I, mean, <laughs> I, I know that you're probably a Tom Izzo fan and oh, yeah. Michigan Go State Green. basketball you know, fan. Yeah, it's just wild though. Because I mean, in this business, you move around a lot. And over the years, I mean, I've been in TV news for 14, gosh, yeah, 14 years now. Um, but I've moved all over. So I went from Michigan to, ironically, the farthest south in the U.S. really I could go. I went to the U.S. Virgin Islands, lived oh, in man. St. Thomas, Yes, did news down there. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My goodness. That's Incredible. like a background on a TV screensaver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every bit of it. Uh, and then I went up to Louisiana and then West Virginia and then here. So, yeah, you know, you hop around, you take a little 
piece of everywhere you live with you, I guess. Did you learn a lot uh, from Michigan State? Do you accredit them Absolutely. for really? Because yeah. broadcasting, to me, I feel like, you know, because I've seen people get into this industry and they don't have any education in it, and they still do fine. Sure. So I was just wondering if you would accredit Michigan State's to some of your success. 100%. I, they have a wonderful broadcast journalism program there. In fact, when I graduated, I had already had an internship, was able to film and like put together my own stories when I graduated. So I was ready to go, and I'm so glad that they prepared me for that because you see a lot of times now if there's a, a school – uh, that maybe doesn't prepare journalists as well as they should. You know, it's so hard, especially yeah. in your first job, because you are dealing with just an insane amount of things just being thrown at you. So I, I'm really thankful for Michigan State for training me up. So you worked, I'm assuming, for their college TV station. Yes. Did you get to do, uh, were you more of a news reporter or were you the anchor there? Um, they made us rotate. So, of course, I really wanted to anchor. That was my dream goal from when I was like a kid. I've always loved, you know, sort of the hosting and anchoring aspect of, of news. Where did that come from? Like you wanting to do that? So I have this story. When I was like a kid, my mom said I used to like run around and pretend I was Oprah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I, I loved Oprah. And on the same no, I mean, I loved Barbara Walters. Mm -hmm. So, And you can see the two extremes. I mean, talk show host, but also sitting down in-depth interviews and then the serious news. So I kind of loved it all, but I was such a kid and I just had no idea, like, how do I get there? But that was my dream. I knew I wanted to do it. Yeah, and it's a glamorous job. It, it, may say. it appears to be glamorous <laughs> because you are on TV. Sure, yeah. You are semi-famous, at least in the community. Everybody, I mean, I seen when you walked in the door, everybody was looking at, oh, they're like, I know who that is. <laughs> yes, but it, it is it is one of those things that I feel like it's a, it's a cool career to get into. So you liked Oprah. Were you into any of the Sally Jesse Raphael's or the Ricky Lakes? Yes, all of them. <laughs> yes, I watched all the shows growing up. That was me. Okay, if you had a... Since you like broadcasting, being on TV, you've already been a reporter, an anchor. If you had an ultimate broadcasting dream job, are you already in it or what would it be? It's tough. You know, my goal was to get on the desk and that's what I've done. Um, but I've sort of taken on a lot more of like a managerial role now, lately anyways, here. So kind of combining all of it. Um, I mean, I am doing and living my dream every single day, which Absolutely. is fantastic. But then on the same token, I'm, you know, trying to work as a mentor and take on several other roles. I'm also executive producer right now in the evenings and sort of the day shift anyways. Um, and then, you know, just working with reporters on a daily basis, reading through their scripts. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just getting on the desk and reading a teleprompter. That's not my day at all. That's probably one of the last things I actually get to do is sit at the desk and read the news. You know? And see, that's, I would have thought that's all you did. Yeah. So, so, okay. And I'm, I know I'm not the only one that, that wonders this. So I used to think that when you would go into a TV station, there was a makeup trailer, there was a hair place, <laughs> like a salon. Um, obviously you look TV ready every single day. Uh, what's that like? Do you have to get ready at home or do you go into the station and get ready? Me personally, I get ready at home now just because I know once I hit the door, I'm running like the whole day. So it's hard to like take a minute back and, you know, get ready. Um, but it depends on your shift because when I was working mornings, I mean, you roll out of bed and you literally get into work and you're like, let me put my face on. <laughs> um, so it just kind of depends on everyone. You know, they have their own preferences. Do they give you extra time to get ready? 
Because, you know, if your shift started at 8, they should make it 7. They should, shouldn't they? Because it takes about an hour to get ready. It does. I mean, it took a little bit for me to get ready on TV. It's harder for the ladies, I will say that. Makeup, uh, hair, all of that, you know? Yes, I would say. So, okay, so you're saying that there's no salon, there's no makeup trailer. Even at bigger places, the, all those anchors get ready from home most of the time, you, you would say. I've got friends in top 10 markets, and yeah, they're doing their own hair and makeup. They're finding their own clothes. You know, some places have a clothing wardrobe where they have like a partnership. We're very fortunate where I have that with Clothes Mentor here in Lexington. So that's wonderful. I can go and pick my clothes. Um, but, you know, I'm I'm picking them. I'm also doing my own makeup. I'm doing my own hair. I have another hair sponsorship. We work with a salon here, Jolie in Lexington, that, that does our hair, but on a daily basis, we're still doing our own hair, you know. Do you have to turn in your outfits at the end of the week? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I rotate, yes. Okay. I was buying, when I was on TV, I was buying new stuff every day. I was going so broke. <laughs> and you're like, how do I spend this much money, right? Yeah. I was thinking, yeah, I was like, how is Erica affording to look like a billion bucks every day? She Do must we? have a billion bucks. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so when you get into work, you're not obviously going straight on to camera. You said you're the executive right. producer. So what does that look like, being the executive producer? Because I really have no idea. I've heard of that, but what do they do? Yeah, it's interesting. So in the mornings, we tend to meet at about 10 o'clock. This is where all the reporters come in. They've got their story ideas. We have an assignment manager who comes with everything that's sort of in the planner for the day. And then we run through what we would like, you know, for each reporter or photographers to cover for the day. Um, I'm divvying things up for each of the shows, figuring out, all right, you're covering this story. I want something for, you know, the three o'clock. And then I want your full story you know, for five and six o'clock, you'll go live here, just planning out kind of the whole day and, and working together, trying to figure out what your newscast is going to look like on a daily basis. Yeah. But you definitely want to always remain on camera. You, yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, to some extent. Yeah. Yes. Because I mean, you're obviously smart enough to do anything you want to do, but I, I don't, think there's a more polished and put together anchor and i'm not just saying this because i've said it to amber just the other day than you i think that you just are poised you never look to be nervous that is incredibly sweet thank you and and that's such a (laughs) skill though because i mean do you still get nervous when you get on nervous no i mean I think every day is just chaotic in itself because you're always dealing with deadlines and breaking news and, you know, severe weather. So it's kind of like you're just rolling with the punches. And I think you do it for long enough and you just have that kind of ingrained in you to deal with. All right, what comes next? What's going on? You know? Yeah. Well, it makes sense that you're not nervous because you don't look it. Thank you. Well, anybody (laughs) who's wanting to get into broadcasting, because I'm sure there's others that want to do what you do, what kind of special skills are the most important for those people to have? It depends on what you want to do. We obviously have a lot of on-camera roles and also production roles, things behind the scenes. So um, just depending on which route you want to go, and it's fine. A lot of people may not even know in college, you know, I what they want to do. And that's totally fine. Um, But I would say journalism, you know, if you want to go to a journalism school and get that program under your belt, that is going to be the most helpful. And then the next thing that I really appreciated was having an internship because you're in the grind, not one of those where you're like getting coffee for people. (laughs) I mean, like you are out in the field doing the stories, or if you want to be a photographer that you're filming, you're doing the interviews, uh, things like that. But just 
skills that you can actually put into practice yourself. So important. You have a radio voice just listening to you through these headphones. And I read in your bio that you do have a little bit of radio experience. Talk about that. It was bizarre. So when I was in college, I worked at a radio station up in Michigan and I was sort of like a brand ambassador. I don't know what the term would be kind of nowadays, but I was basically setting up the Marty trucks that we had back then so that we could have signals when we were on remote locations, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, helping out um, some on-air work, but not too much. Cutting a lot of commercials. I did quite a bit of that in college. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, the broadcasting really spans, I, I guess, some other areas, too. I did minor league baseball where I was the PA announcer. I was the first female for the Lansing Lugnuts in Michigan, which I thought was just the coolest thing ever. That's amazing. How did you get that job? One of my girlfriends had a job there, and they had an opening for the PA, and she's like, you know, I know somebody that may be perfect for this, and then I went and applied, and they're like, okay. The, <laughs> being on the PA, is there any difference in that type of work versus radio, TV? I mean, it's all live. Uh-huh. So I guess in that aspect, no, but it's weird because you're not like looking at people, you know, when you're in the press box, you're just looking at the field. You're looking at the players. Um, No one's really able to see you and look at you or directly at you. So kind of different, I guess, in, in that aspect. Maybe. Was it echoey at all when you were doing that? No. Because I did a I did a PA thing one time for high school homecoming, uh-huh. and I messed up so bad because oh, I no. kept hearing myself. It was embarrassing. Like so delay. <laughs> yes. I was like, this is terrible. So do you do any other type of public, like PA stuff around town? MC, no. any type of stuff? I MC, yes. MC. A lot of events, yes. Okay. What are some of the types of uh, events that you MC? Really, it depends. Uh, I've tried to kind of hone back a little bit on it because I was so busy just doing them um, all the time. Um, but right now, I've actually just joined the board of directors for the Veterans Club Incorporated. They're based out of Louisville, do incredible work for veterans all across the state. And now we're trying to kind of branch over here in the Lexington area and do things for vets here. So I- I'm really excited about all of that. There is a event that Amber and I is probably going to put together. It's a wrestling event. Oh, tell me more. <laughs> yes, and we were looking for maybe somebody to be to MC it, and I think somebody of your stature would be great for it. <laughs> Do you like wrestling? Have you ever seen it? Know anything about it? Yeah, I just went to the AEW. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> So you do like wrestling? You'll laugh because this is another weird childhood memory of Erica's. I grew up watching wrestling. WWE, yeah. I had huge fan, like, favorites. My mom loved it, which was another bizarre thing. Uh, But we just loved wrestling. Oh, my God. Absolutely loved it growing up with them. Who's your favorite wrestler? Um, Obviously, I grew up with, like, the OGs, like Hulk Hogan, Sting was a big one, Um, Undertaker. Heck, yeah. Oh, gosh. It's hard to pick one. I mean, everyone loved Randy Savage. Yes. I don't, I don't know if I can pick a favorite. They were just, it's like a different era, too, now compared mm-hmm. to when we were growing up with them, you know? Absolutely. I mean, I, I knew I liked you before, but I like you even more now <laughs> that you like wrestling. I When I was watching the AEW show, it reminded me a lot of old school wrestling. Yes. How it had the Titan Tron and, yes. the, and the ramp. So that is that is really cool. It, did your mom, was she one of those people who believed it was real and you couldn't tell her any different? 
I don't know. I know my dad was like completely like, why are you guys watching this? <laughs> like, this is a waste of your time. Um, but yeah, my mom and I just really enjoyed watching it. And I think to some extent she knew back then, like, okay, not all of this is real. Some of it's for show, but. I would have not have taken you for a wrestling fan. So now, <laughs> aside from broadcasting, let's just get into some things that you like to do off the air. When the cameras turn off, what does Erica like to do? Erica off script. Um, I have this thing called Erica Explores. Uh -huh. I'm a huge outdoor nature person love hiking just like checking out new places whether that's you know going out into the woods and just doing some hiking or if it's just checking out new restaurants new digs i really just like exploring any place that you would recommend to go hiking asbury asbury i've never beautiful been beautiful trails it's so close here and i think so many people don't think about it you think oh red river gorge or you know mammoth cave or something else um but no it is incredible if you want to see like you know, mountains, the Palisades, the river, you've got sort of all of it and really good, you know, elevation changes out there. It, it's great. Great for dogs too. If you want to take your pep along. There you go, Amber. Mm -hmm. So as far <laughs> as far as like restaurants, uh, are you a foodie? Would you consider yes. yourself? Okay. What's, what's yes. a restaurant that you recommend us eat oh at gosh. here in Lexington? Carson's. Every time we have friends here, we just highly recommend Carson's. Cannot say enough good things about them. Everything, every time we go, it's just top-notch quality. Never have had a complaint there. Uh, when these people from Carson's see you walk in, do they give you any special treatment because no. you are Erica Vivens, no, no, no. ABC 36 <laughs> Evening News Anchor? No. I feel like they would. I, so Erica Explores, uh, is that, do you have a Instagram page dedicated to that or no. is that just on your personal? It's just kind of what I do. And uh, we like to do it on our three o'clock show now where every Monday we do an Erica Explores segment. So oh. whether it's like a weekend recap or just something I did throughout the week, we'll try to air that weekly. So if you wasn't a broadcaster, mm -hmm. what do you think you would be doing? Oh, geez. <laughs> mm. I, it'd probably have to be something in broadcast. If it wasn't TV, it'd probably be radio because I really do enjoy radio aspect of it too. Do you just kind of, because it's interactive, because because radio and TV, it's the same, but it's different. Sure. I love radio. I've always just had a passion for it. It's my, been my favorite medium. I think it's just because nobody can say anything back to me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a one-way mic, right? It's a one-way yeah. mic. But I guess it's like that, too. Um, working in television, you don't have an audience. Would you one day like to have an audience that you could do stuff in front of on camera? I mean, it wouldn't bother me. It's not one of those things that I'm like, I need an audience. You know, yes. it's not. That's not why I do it. Um, talk show host, you know, when I grew up watching Oprah and all of this, you know, those hosts back then, they had the live audiences. And I did think that was cool. Um, obviously, when you still go to like New York City, for example, and you're going to see some of those network stations where they have live studio audiences, that element is like a little appealing, but also it's like, okay, well, you know, you could be talking to a room full of people or the camera, which is talking to thousands of people. It's either way, it's you're reaching out to viewers, you know. Uh, well, just looking at your Instagram, you like to go out to eat a lot. You like to, you like to, <laughs> just because you are a foodie. Big foodie. <laughs> you like to hike. You also are a big animal lover. Oh, yeah. So d how many animals do you have? A zoo. I know. <laughs> I have two dogs and a cat. My husband's like, please stop. <laughs> Everywhere that we've lived, though, we have managed to like pick up an animal, which I don't know how, but we have a, an islander. That would be our cat. We've got what I call the northerner, which is my little dog, Chihuahua Jack Russell Mix. Uh, and then we have our southerner, which is Tito. He's a, I don't know, some kind of a mutt. 
but he's from Louisiana, so all along the way. <laughs> I want a dog. I want an animal, and I know this sounds morbid, but I'm afraid to get attached to an animal because yeah. they don't last long. Yeah, it is heartbreaking, but I think that's important too, especially like kids. I always think kids should have a pet because you learn how to deal with grief and, yeah. and love and just all of those different emotions too. Um, and, you know, it's heartbreaking, but I think it's also very powerful that you learn. No, it really is. It really is because it does, it kind of introduces young people to death yeah. because when you grow up with a pet and they die, you, you do understand it. But yes, Amber, I, I've been hijacking the interview. Is there anything you want to ask Erica that? I really think he was talking about the pets dying because he really wanted to see me cry. Oh. He knows how I feel about my dogs. Stop. They're like babies. They right? are. Yeah. They are my children. Um, I, I think that just the biggest thing I have is, first and foremost, uh, I hope everybody can take a look at our video because you are absolutely oh. gorgeous. Um, I would say just the big thing for me is just because uh, you you are very poised, like Adam said, you do have a lot of grace, and and the job that you know obviously we're on this side of it, you are the face of a lot of tragedies, uh, weather, inclement weather, things like that. How do you maintain that type of poise? Because I have definitely watched you myself, and and you do not only are you poised and graceful, you are articulate the entire way. Oh yeah. So just I guess what are I guess some of the ways that you keep yourself calm. That's a great question because I wonder that too. How do you stay so calm? I don't know how I I do it. I guess I just kind of do it. Yeah. Um. You just remember that you know you're a human. Mm-hmm. We're all humans, and it's you know you're not a robot. Um. You know, especially I remember during the COVID nineteen pandemic when we were talking about deaths, it became so redundant when you would just say numbers and I I kept thinking to myself this is horrible like I don't want to sound like you know today it's 15 deaths you know these are people Um, so learning how to just kind of humanize things and remember like wait a minute you know I'm a human I need to remember what I'm saying and like why this is meaningful I think is something that's always in the back of my mind no matter what story it is sometimes I'll I watch a lot of 2020 oh, yeah. and those ID shows, yes. and sometimes I come across stories where a news anchor was stalked because they're in the public eye, and sometimes people can get a little crazy. Any scary experiences or any close count encounters? I want to knock on wood. Um, no, I've been very fortunate. Um, I think people reach out. Sometimes they say some strange things on social media, but that's, you know, social media these days, you can get behind a keyboard and say whatever you want. Yeah. Um, but no, I've been very fortunate. Everyone has just always been very kind and courteous in person. So no, no weird encounters in person. Great. Yes. Because I mean, that's one thing I, I read a story of a news he was a meteorologist and he was real popular and somebody didn't like him. And they said, if you don't quit, I'm going to kill you. And it scared him out of his job yeah. and he quit. So yeah, that that was that would always be just in the back of my mind, just always being in the public eye because people know where you're at. Sure. All throughout the day, you know, they know your schedule. They they know where the studio is. They can so here I am giving people ideas. Exactly. <laughs> We're like, can we cut that mic? <laughs> no. She her husband's really big. He will beat you up. Hey, I'll be your bodyguard. There we go. <laughs> yes. So, are you somebody who likes to Netflix and chill when you're not working um, and you're not exploring and doing active things, or, or are you always just on the go? My husband would laugh at this question because he <laughs> says I am like zero to a hundred, hundred to zero. Like I am run, 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 and then I hit a wall and just like 
crash. <laughs> like that is me a hundred percent of the time. Cause I love doing things, you know, I try to get out and explore. Um, and then I also want some alone relaxation time cause me time is very important. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, you just hit that wall and you're just like, I am exhausted. Yes. What do you, what do you watch when you watch TV? All kinds of things. I actually just finished um, Godless, which was a very interesting story. It's like kind of a Western, uh-huh. but like women were running this town. So, yes. yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah, you're big on women empowerment, too. Yes. Gender yeah. studies minor. There you go. Yeah, I specialize in women, gender, and social justice. Yes. Why do you have such a passion for that? Obviously, aside from being a woman. Yeah, you know, just like the personal female voice, I think, is very important and gets lost a lot of times. So I think it's important that we as women speak out. Mm-hmm. Are you a music fan? Like, do I play? Yeah, do you like to listen to music, uh, play music, anything like that, concerts? I like jazz. Yeah? Um, I love rock and metal, which, again, I'm all over the board on this. I would not have taken yeah. you for rock and metal. I get metal. a lot of looks for metal, yeah. Metal? Mm-hmm. Like Screamo? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you ever mosh pitted? No, no. 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 I have. I'm there for the vibe, but yes. yeah, it's a little too intense. You enjoy it, though? I I got a few black eyes yeah. when I was doing it. Now, that would freak me out. Yeah, just like getting tossed in the air. I'm like, mm. Yeah. <laughs> they punch you. My roommate, he used to do shows, and I actually had a heavy metal guest come on the show and did an interview, and yeah, he was talking about the mosh pits and kind of how harsh they can be sometimes but yeah when i went it was pretty intense people knocking you out and so i yes that is so interesting (laughs) that you like metal and louder than life one of my favorite places to go check out yeah yeah biggest rock concert of the year right there in louisville it's right here it's so close yeah so that's your favorite yeah yeah because they bring so many bands i mean there's so many stages that are set up there's basically something for everyone uh, yes, and uh, do you like to do things, do you like to kind of keep things in town when you do them, or do you just, whenever you have an opportunity to just go, get out of Kentucky, get out of the, uh, the country, do you like to travel, Eric Explorers? I've been meaning to like get back out internationally and travel. COVID, obviously, mm-hmm. put a real damper on getting out and doing things. Um, but yeah, I, I do want to go back to Japan. That's where my mom's side of the family is from. So I would love to go back there and visit with some family and show my husband he's never been out there. So I think that's very important on our bucket list. Yeah. Now, how many times have you been to Japan? Just once. Just once. Just once. That has to be a beautiful place. It is. And it's such a huge country. Um, like my family is basically from Tokyo all the way south to the most southern island. We're in the very southern island like Fukuoka. It's tropical it's kind of like the virgin islands yeah. so it's unique but it's a totally different culture out there obviously how long does it take to get from here to japan very long i flew direct from detroit and that was oh my god i was years ago but i think it was like an 11 11 plus hours yeah yeah it's, it's a very long trip and you said your mom is still out there she was from there. Okay. Yeah, she lived here in Kentucky with us. She had just recently passed away. I'm so sorry. Thank you. Um, but she was, you know, my biggest cheerleader and that Miss Independent, all of the, I think a lot of the women, you know, intuition and just wanting to vo- be a voice for women came from her as well. That's so, that's so great. I mean, uh, yeah, and... The fact that you've only been there once, um, it just there's so much to explore yes. there. Yeah, and uh, I've I've been out of the country one time, and that just for two weeks, and that wasn't even enough to scrape the surface. So I could only imagine just having roots there, 
wanting yeah. to go and just see it. So I hope that that is something that you get to. We're going to do it. We've been threatening because we've wanted to do an anniversary trip. That's also like our honeymoon because we never took a honeymoon. We got married in the Virgin Islands, yeah. which is where we met. And uh, for a lot of our family, it was like, okay, well, this is kind of a honeymoon. You guys are in the Virgin Islands. We're like, no, no, it doesn't count. So so how did you and your husband meet in the Virgin Islands? We met on a beach. Yeah. Um, he was working in the Coast Guard down there. He was stationed on St. Thomas. And I was doing the news down there as well. And, yeah, we met on a beach, kind of hit it off. And he asked to hang out. And I was like, okay, okay. And then, like, he asked multiple times <laughs> and I was just so busy and I felt bad because I'm like, gosh, this guy probably thinks I'm blowing him off. And I wasn't. I was just so busy. And finally, when we did get together, it was just like, you know, here's my soulmate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And do you, does he have a problem with because where you have such a empowering career, sometimes it might require you to move, go somewhere else to see uh, just kind of say, wherever you want to go, honey, I'll go. It's so hard in TV because uh, a lot of people, I mean, I think that ends a lot of race relationships. It's, you know, I want to go here. I want yeah. you know, your ambitions, right? Yeah. But it worked out with us in sort of a strange way because yeah. every couple of years he was also moving because he was getting stationed somewhere else. So we kind of just merged and like each move was for the other. So it's just, you know, by miracle that it's worked out for the both of us. Um to go and after our careers, but also be together. Uh, how long lucky. have you been married? Our 10 years coming up. 10 years, such a in April milestone. Yeah. What's the key to a successful marriage? I don't know how to answer that. I mean. <laughs> 10 years. I mean, that's a, <laughs> that's longer than what my parents lasted. Uh, we're just honest with each other. I mean, there's nobody I could be more honest with. He calls me out and, you know, vice versa. We're just very real with each other, I guess. Yeah, that yeah. requires that. And come yeah. on, if you're not real you with each be. other by that point, like yeah. what are you doing after a decade of of marriage? And aren't you, Amber, having your tenure this year? So we actually have our dating anniversary of 10 years in Yay! April. And okay. then our Congrats. marriage anniversary is nine years in September. Congratulations. So That's it's, awesome. uh, I feel like we have reached a milestone, both yeah. of us. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not married. I'm still you know, kind of, you know, whatever. <laughs> going on the zero years. <laughs> but, uh, and right now it's just you two. Do you ever think about having a, or extending your family? Oh, he wants to, yes. <laughs> I know. I've put it off for a very, very long time. <laughs> yes. But, yeah, we were both busy. We were moving. And I was like, look, I want us to, you know, put down some roots before we start a family because I didn't want to just be moving around everywhere. And I had my mom um, who had a lot of health issues towards the end. So we just wanted to be kind of a, a stable situation before we tackle that. But I guess we're there now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can only throw up so many excuses. I know. Before that happens. I know. We're here. <laughs> now, if I, I'm curious, if you do end up pregnant, does the news say you can, you have to leave the news because you're pregnant no, or no. you can still do it? Yep. Yeah. Cause that would be totally against the law to probably do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would still be working. Knowing me, I'd probably work till like the day I gave birth. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I think you'd make a great mom, and oh, they would be you. able to do all kinds of fun things, and they'd get to see their mom on TV all the time. Yeah, I have always wondered like how the kids always react. Yeah, you know, to parents that are news anchors. That's very just curious to me. Yeah, I know. I would have went crazy if my parents would have been on TV because I, I was like you growing up. I used to have 
my own show. It was called the Adam Bank Show, and I would record it with a camcorder. Yeah, I'd have a desk, I'd have a little nameplate, and I would interview people in my family. Oh, that's awesome! I was <laughs> awesome or weird. Oh, he took cool. it on the road, though. He would bring it to school, and then he would come up to me and try to interview me. So much, not much has changed here. <laughs> She's sitting here thinking, "Oh, I thought he was four or five when he did that." You mean? <laughs> no, <laughs> no way. So awesome. But I knew that I, I, I just think that once you get bitten by the bug, you have it and you always want to do it. And, yeah, and, I agree. Yes. And when I was doing the TV, I, it was something that was so new to me, but it was just, it looks easy, but it's not easy. You did a great job, though. <sighs> Well, you really did. I well, mean, that's so hard for someone that's not done TV to be thrown into that role and then just have to, like, pick it up. But I thought you picked it up great. Well, thank you. Thank. I wish I could have worked with you. I, I feel know. like that we would have done would've been great. really well. We could have <laughs> uh, had some great banter back great. and forth. Yeah. Amber, anything else before we say goodbye to Miss Erica? Um. I just want to say thank you so much for being a positive influence for women. Uh, now that I know more about you, the fact that you are not only a wrestling fan, uh, <laughs> that one's just complete. We are huge wrestling fans. If you didn't know that about oh, us, um, I love that you, uh, you just, you bring a lot of beauty with your energy and the fact that you kind of harness that, you know, you were speaking about your mother, uh, condolences for your loss. That's one thing that people don't understand how difficult that is to not only just pick up with normal normal life but you are in a position that you can't just pick up with just normal life you have to be presentable each day so that just adds a whole new layer of you know the complexity to you but at the same time it uh, just goes to show that not only are you doing the right thing uh, I guess what you were meant to do but you really are making an impact oh thank you that means a lot well, Erica, we've talked about it all. We've talked about your career, your <laughs> personal life. Erica explores even your marriage, yeah. the future. Um, it, thank you so much. This was an honor. It was, first of all, really good to see you again. Yeah, you too. It was really good to just actually talk to you more in depth. We got to do small talk, but it, we never had a real conversation. And no. I feel like today is our first real conversation. I like you even more now. Oh, back at you. Yes, you're amazing. <laughs> uh, the best news anchor in Lexington, no oh, doubt. I agree. Yeah, yes. Sweet. Uh, you can connect with Erica on Facebook at Erica Bivens TV and on Twitter at Erica Bivens or Instagram at Erica.Bivens. You can also email her at ebivens at WTVQ.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Erica Bivens, thank you so much. Thank you guys both for having me. Appreciate it. everybody to off the cuff adam banks here with you amber is also in studio with me you just heard the erica bivens interview that was recorded last thursday i think that you heard it because i just got word that we crashed the app amber oh we crashed it out and we crashed it out nobody was able to hardly <laughs> listen to the first 30 minutes of the interview because oh, no i don't know how many that's never happened before i know the, I don't know if this is the best or worst thing. In the history of Off the Cuff with Adam Banks, 
the app has never crashed until today. Hey, you shut down a Minion studio, but you shut her down today. It did. But the good thing about this show is that all episodes are uploaded to podcasts. You can listen to the full interview if you missed it live on the radio. You can listen to it on podcast, on Apple Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever podcasts are listened to. But it was a great interview. I it was it was awesome to meet Erica. Oh my goodness. I really hope that she lets us go hiking with her. Yes. I'm hoping for that invite. Yes. Yes. And just to be seen around town with ABC Evening News anchor Erica Bivens. Uh, no, I just want to go because I've seen her <laughs> pictures and every place she goes is absolutely beautiful. Yes. So I need to go see beautiful places like that. Not only is she talented at the news, she's a fun person, she's a sweet person, good person, and I'm I am very honored that I got to meet her, have her come in and sit down, and I was being serious. Out of all of the anchors that I worked with, I was sad that I didn't get to work with her because she was so good at what she did. Oh, I can totally see why. But I am glad uh, that you guys got to listen to it. And if you didn't get to listen to it on the radio, listen to it on podcast uh, because that shouldn't crash. Well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. We've got one more segment to go. Stick with us. We will be right back. everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. Amber, it is February the 23rd, Black History Month, and this will be the last episode of February. So this will be the last time to celebrate Black History Month. So here on the show, we've talked about the last couple of weeks Black figures that have made an impact in the world. We talked about Rosa Parks. We talked about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Last week on the show, we talked about black inventors and the impact that they had. But this week, carrying the same theme of Black History Month, I would like to talk about the black broadcasters, the black talk show hosts that changed TV forever. Okay. Now, talk show hosts... Are they've been around forever? Yeah, all all the way back from the early days of television up till now. And just like Erica was talking about, Sally Jesse Raphael, Ricky Lake, all of those were talk show hosts. Absolutely, but Amber. There were some impactful black talk show hosts that changed TV forever. And we'll start with Oprah Winfrey. Oh my goodness. I think anymore, since all of the legends are, are gone, Larry King, Barbara Walters, there's only two that come to mind that's the mecca of broadcasting as far as journalists go, and that's Diane Sawyer and Oprah. Mm-hmm. Oprah Winfrey is almost the mecca herself. Oh, yes. To have an interview with her. Uh, you've made it. You've reached the top. Yeah. Montel Williams. Yes. Had a great show. Uh, he covered a lot of interesting topics. He had psychics come on his show. Mm-hmm. He had therapists come on his show. He had family reunions of pe- family members who haven't seen each other in years come on his show. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible show for me. <laughs> it was awesome. Queen Latifah. There we go. Had her own talk show and she, a great host. Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. Were you ever a fan of her? No, I, unfortunately, Wendy, I'm glad you show got 
took away. Whoopi Goldberg. There we go. Whoopi Goldberg is larger than life. Regardless of her politics, I was more of a Whoopi fan back yeah. in the day. But when she got on The View and, and started spewing out her own agenda, I, I was over her. You're a movie Whoopi fan, just not a TV Whoopi fan. Well, but she it still doesn't change the fact that she's very impactful. Absolutely. She's larger than life. Exactly. She is a sight to see. Uh-huh. What about... Arsenio Hall. There we go. The black late night talk show host who really just dominated Absolutely. in that time slot, who was going up against giants like Johnny Carson mm-hmm. and and competing with people like him was not an easy task. Mm-mm. But he did it very well. You can't leave off Steve Harvey. There we go. Who quite possibly could be one of the most famous <laughs> black men in America today. Absolutely. I agree on he's, that. He's very likable. He's very good at what he does. He's funny. Don't invite him to do the Miss America pageant, though. though. <laughs> Only Steve Harvey could mess that up and get invited to do it again the next year. <laughs> and then probably the next year and the next year. Why haven't they asked Steve Harvey to host the Oscars? Oh, well, because Warren Beatty had that job for a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't host, but if we're talking about blunders. Well, I think that they have Jimmy Kimmel doing it this year. Yeah. Which, I, I Jimmy Kimmel's okay, but he's done it over and over and over. Yeah. I'd like to see a Steve Harvey hosting job. Ooh. Who was it that got the name wrong at the Oscars? That Warren Beatty. Warren Beatty. Maybe they're yep. afraid of a Warren Beatty mess up. Oh, man. And they're afraid that both people will on at the same time. Yeah. Amber, what about Tyra Banks? There we go. Are you a Tyra Banks fan? Oh, oh, man. And I hate to say this after we just had such an empowering woman. It's difficult for me to <laughs> like her as a personality because she is the anti-empowerment uh, empower, of women. You I think, think she breaks women? Women down. I think she enjoyed breaking women down. Now, I know that was a cutthroat, you know, type of industry that they were getting into, but man, she was mean to those women. Wasn't she? Oh, goodness. Well, she had her own talk show for a while. It was called The Tyra Banks Show, and she did the same thing on there. Well, and, you know, she gave herself a platform to go on there and, and take up for herself against her haters, but those girls that went through that show never had that opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, well, regardless of that, she was still very impactful in the industry of broadcast television, and she did change the face of TV. All of these people did. And those, ladies and gentlemen, are some famous uh, black figures that were talk show hosts that really had an impact on the world. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up today's episode. It's been a good one. A lot has happened. We brought in Erica Bivens. Well, we played the pre-recorded interview. And if you missed the interview, folks, listen to it on podcast. It will be available sometime tonight, tomorrow morning, but it will be available. You can listen to all previous episodes of Off the Cuff on podcast, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. You can follow me, the host, on social media at The Adam Banks. You can follow the co-host on social media at Ambu447. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. We release new episodes every Thursday from 4 to 5 right here on Radio Lex WLXU 93.9 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Ember Turner. I am Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll catch you down the road. Mm-hmm.